Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, because you've earned it. Now cue that music. Okay. All right, folks. Well, well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Introduce it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> all right, so let's get all the awkward stuff out of the way. Can we cuss on this show, Mike? Yeah, why not? Can, let's, get, let's get all the awkward shit out of the way. Cool. This is two years, two years in the making, year and a half, almost two years in the making, Pre pre COVID, pre world ending crazy pandemic, mm-hmm. we've been talking about doing a podcast or getting Mike on a podcast, and we're here. Yep. It, it took it took a lot of nonsense. It took Mike working a real job. It took <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot to get us here, but we're here, and yep. this is the Walking Blind Podcast. Yes, golf clap. Welcome, golf golf clap it out. Welcome, golf clap it out. This is your show, Mike. I don't know why I'm introing it. Because you have the better voice. <laughs> Remember, Mike, you were walking blind. Yes. You're walking blind. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, we're going to kind of keep it like a free discussion, but uh, I always want to circle back to uh, to mental health. I want that to always be a theme in some ways um, and just approach it from different, I don't know, angles, different lenses. And uh, if we can get... Guests on here, that's the plan. 
friends, 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 homies, homies, and um, yeah, basically just um, you know, I my half-assed approach was Instagram Live because it's so easy to just <laughs> set up and talk. I think I think we want to keep that idea going though. I think we still want to talk to. Anybody that's listening, anybody that has questions, anybody that wants to reach out or know anything, uh, we are going to have an email set up, which is just uh, walkingblindpod at gmail.com. Yes. So I think think these first couple episodes are going to be more of us establishing this show, figuring out all the weird shit, and then getting into the rhythm of things. And then from there, let's talk to you guys. Let's talk to people. Let's talk to homies. Um, And then let's get you guys' input. And one of the things that I kind of want to do is I want I want to get people, I want you guys to send in audio recordings, like audio messages. Just send them to the email. You could be talking weird stuff. Uh, you could be talking fun stuff. You could actually ask us serious questions if you want. I can't give you mental health advice, but Mike probably can. <laughs> he's he's certified for that now. Yeah. So um, he finished school now. Yeah, he's done with school now. And we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about that today. Actually, we're gonna we're gonna jump into what what has been going on in your life, and then also by extension Martin's life as well, because Martin's here hanging with us, and we're going to talk about what's been going on since the infamous NBR van accident that kind of derailed a lot of people's plans, that kind of derailed a lot of people's uh, um, life paths, yeah. if you will. Whether they were, it honestly, it seems to be like in some of the best ways possible that it ended up like helping all of you guys, but yeah. Uh, we could talk about that, and we could talk about how that's affected life moving forward. So, but in the hey, in the spirit of in the spirit of mental health, I have a surprise for you. Cool. Martin kind of knows about it. Uh-huh. Um, can you hand me that package next well. to you? This is the this is the Amazon package. <laughs> <laughs> since since we want Mike to be as comfortable as possible, and we want him to be <clears throat> feeling like safe and secure yeah. and and open here. Dude, what did I say? Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't say anything when you made that comment <laughs> earlier. Dude, it's awesome. a yes. meet, meet Rocky. Thank you, guys. I don't know where to put him right here. Uh, wherever you want, man. It's Rocky. Put, I was put Rocky on camera. <clears throat> this is the official mascot for the show. Dude. I literally, I literally, because we're, you know, obviously we're still figuring out how to set it up. And I was just like, because uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll have had our logo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't even have it yet. Maybe, yeah, which we're working on now. Maybe it'll. It's hopefully it'll have a raccoon. At some point, we're gonna have raccoons integrated into this. And for any anyone who's new to, new to this or nude. or to myself, uh, raccoons are my favorite animal. Um, just for many reasons, they. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I love them, and I and so because I love them, I've gotten gifts in the past. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just start bringing them if that's okay, Mike. That's fine. And we'll just, at some point, I want this, this table to just be just fucking littered. Just with full that. of raccoon memorabilia? Yeah. Should we set up a P.O. box for people to send you raccoon oh stuff? Dude, raccoon. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, that being said, I want to I wanna kind of jump into your timeline. And I feel like, I don't want people to get confused. This show is not going to be an interview show. This is not going to be me, like, asking you questions all the time. Right. But I feel like right now, we're just kind of getting you guiding you in the direction of telling your story and what's happened and, and, uh, everything that's happened since. So how far back are we taking this? This was what we're, uh, we'll take this back to, um, 
January. Actually, it was in January, right? This is why Martin's here. <laughs> I think it was in January. January uh, 2015. Right? So yeah, sounds about right. Okay. Six, yeah. six years, going on seven? It'll be seven years in January? Yeah. Jeez, okay. Yeah. So uh, in January, so we'll pick it up from there because that was our accident, and that, re- that really was like the catalyst to change. But for the people that don't know what the accident was, can you tell them kind of exactly what happened or yeah. what you remember and what you remember. Like, I actually want to hear both. I'm glad you're here. I want to hear both perspectives, like what you were thinking, and what you were thinking. Yeah. It's funny. We don't, I don't think we really like talk about like, no, the accent. no. <laughs> I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's like weird and I'm yeah. sure it's probably not like the coolest topic to talk about. Yeah. But. It's just, it's a, if anything, it's always just like, we, it, it's like a thing. It's like, Oh, you know, that, glad we're okay. Or like, yeah. You know, or like, oh, what changed because of it? Yeah, you know, and it's like, we're not the only ones that have been through this. Right. You know, and it's happened to people and they've come out worse than, you know, we did. So like, you know, I'm just glad that, you know, it it could have been like really fucking bad, you know? Well, I remember, sorry, I remember getting the text message, I think from you. I think Martin texted me and was just like, we just fucking rolled our van. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, we just like the van's fucking on the side of the road. (laughs) He was like, the van's over there. And then he called me and he's like, yeah, I just uh, was like, like the van was fucking rolling. And I was like, oh, what's going on? Like, that was the phone call I got. And I'm like, are you okay? Is everybody okay? Like, yeah, we're fine now. But of course, that was like the after everybody had fucking gone through it and calmed down and stuff. But yeah, it was. Oh, man. You know, this is, sorry, I'll get, I'll get into the last little <laughs> side thing. Um, like, when, you know, van flipping is like a, it's like a club nobody wants to be in. <laughs> but uh, uh, Goose from Comeback Kid had, uh, he's been, he, he he was in a really bad, I don't know if that was with Comeback Kid. They're at their van. I, uh, I don't know. But he was in a really bad one. And I remember um, they, uh, they shouted us out and, uh, oh my gosh, what's that song called? Because that was well, you were on tour with Comeback Kid when this happened, right? Yeah, they're technically our last like tour we did before we stopped touring. And you know what? Five. I feel like we're all over the place, but we should probably circle all right, back all, all right, the way. Yeah. No, wait, hold on. For those of you listening that have no clue who we we're talking to or what's going on, Mike and Martin, <laughs> Mike, Mike Perez, the host of this show, is the lead singer and vocalist for a band called No Bragging Rights. Martin plays drums in No Bragging Rights. And we're talking tour experiences. And since they do have a new record that's coming out, and when while we're recording this, like two weeks, which is wild, mm-hmm. we're talking about where they've been essentially for the last seven years. Because, you know, yeah, there's been social media stuff. There's been, you know, little talks here and there about what happened, but never fully like, hey, this is where we went. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a quick, a quick, uh, catch up and, you know, you don't really get to dive into, you know, the whys of why, of what, you know, the things we did do and why we did, why we did them or why we chose to do them, I guess, in our time off. So, okay. So All back, right. so back to January, 2015, we'll, we'll yeah. time travel. So, and so 2014, uh, the end of it, we had released our album, the concrete flower, on pure noise and it was exciting we were all 
Very stoked to have it out. We kind of were kicking it off with a pretty big bang. We had done a tour with Census Fail in the fall. And then we had a European tour uh, in January. And um, and so it was exciting to be able to, like, you know, uh, start supporting, um, you know, start uh, supporting the album as it, as it came out. And so we had done our own little, uh, a small headliner, just West Coast, with some of our friends, uh, a band called The Greenery. And our our last our last date, I think, was in, was it Richland or Spokane? I think it was Richland. Richland? Okay. Our last show was in, was in Richland, and this was January 12th, I believe. At least, yeah. And so, you know, we ended our tour. We had gone out to eat with... Uh, I think just, I don't even know if we went out with the Green, but we went out to eat. I remember with like Ryan and a lot of the monument people, mm. uh, just our, just our friends from that area, Spokane area. And so, so then we had to make our, our drive home, uh, from, uh, Richland, Washington. And we needed to make, uh, you know, we had to get going just cause we had flights within like what, two days of a last show. Yeah. Something crazy. So we had to, it's just people flying home or was it? No, we drive. You have to drive home, <laughs> pack, and then leave the next day for for another tour. for Europe. Yeah, for oh, okay, Europe. Okay. Yeah, for the funeral for a friend, and so so we um another kind of just a side weird note is like you know we usually take out help with us whenever we go on tour. We usually someone who helps us run merch. You know, we've had we've taken out sound, someone to do sound. We've had a tour manager, but for this one, it was just us. Right. And I'm kind of thankful for that just because of, you know, we got in the accent stuff. So we leave the show. Daniel, I think, was the first. It was He did first shift. And um, and when he was done driving, it was it was early. But I, I, I don't I liked the early shifts. Um, and I and I I drove majority of the early shifts just because the guys would let me sleep for overnight overnight ones. So switching out wasn't a big deal. Um, but. As a as I as I started to drive, you know, it was we for my my portion. We were already in Oregon, and this is this is January, so that's it's icy, a lot of snow. But we've been we've been through this before. We've driven through like horrific snow weather, you know, um, and we didn't think we needed chains or anything. I don't think anyone on the road had chains, but um, as as I started driving, I just I just knew I just like I was like oh the roads are icy, so I'm gonna drive slow. So I did. And like, I saw the car in front of me fishtail super hard, and I remember just in, like instantly just kind of like letting go of the gas, and just being like, because as soon as I saw that, I was, oh shoot, it's probably. And so I remember letting go of the gas, and then just as soon as I let go of the gas, I just <clears throat> felt it start to 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 slide. And I think had we not had a trailer uh, connected to our van, um, we would have probably just kind of either eventually corrected or I think we would have probably just like kind of gone off the road a little bit. Right. Right. But, um, we weren't traveling very fast at all, but what happened was our own trailer jackknifed hard and hit us. Our own trailer hit us. And so we actually picked up speed going sideways. And that's, that's when I knew that's when I was like, Oh, we're going to (laughs) flip. Like it's going to, we're going to flip. And I think that's like pretty much how I said it just cause wait. So did the, so when you started sliding, you ended up turning and the trailer ended up hitting like the, the backside of the car, the van. Yeah. So I think we were, we were, we were probably like, 
like at an angle and then when our trailer hit us it like put us like this okay so that's why like we toppled toppled over and stuff and so um so the the main the main thing that like went through my head and i remember being like in a almost like calm about it was like i just remember telling myself like stay stay away from the window right that's all i can tell myself stay away from the window so the way I, I was like holding the steering wheel, like just trying to stay, because we we, like once we like settled, we slid for days. It felt like yeah, everything you know, kind of slows down. It was a long slide. How so? <clears throat> you were driving, and you said it was like a, it, it was like one of those early early morning shifts, yeah. right? So how many people were awake with you, and how many of you guys, or was everybody just knocked out, and you were just driving solo? Everybody was knocked out. I mean, I think maybe Daniel was probably just falling asleep. Cause okay. we, he, I had only been driving for like maybe a half hour at the most. Okay. Yeah. The most. And I woke up when he said, oh shit, we're going to flip. And no, so he said it like out loud. Like <laughs> I didn't even say that a lot. I kind of said it like that. I was like, oh shit, we're going to flip. Like kind of yeah. this is really like calm and, and casual. Yeah. Hey guys about to flip. Yeah. So you woke up right when he said yeah, that. Yeah. So I, I kind of woke up because I felt the van kind of slide and I was like, what the fuck? And then I hear him say, oh shit, we're going to flip. And I was like, oh fuck. And then. He flipped, and I was on the first bench. No, second bench. And uh, we we had no first bench. It was people just like slept there. Yeah, there was just an empty. Spot yeah, there was a big old floor. gap in the, on the floor. And we flipped, and I like rolled back this way and like landed on my feet somehow. But I was standing <laughs> on the side window of the van on the glass. Oh, on the glass. My oh my god. Yeah, and then. And so, like, so for, for people who don't know or for who, people who may not realize, like when you're touring in a van, you're essentially in like a, one of those 15 passenger, like the big church vans, yeah. basically, like where you're getting, or field trip vans. So when, you, when they talk about taking a row out or they talk about like moving a bench, you just leave empty space so that people can sleep on the floors because you're kind of just making, you know, making use of whatever space that you have. Yeah. Because there's five sweaty dudes all living in one van, or like you said, even one more. But in this time, or in this case, it was just the five of you. Yeah, and we so. we had even taken out the back bench, uh, back two benches, just the back bench, just the back one and the front one. Yeah, and so and we had like a little platform, which was nice because uh, it's like a bed. Yeah, just you could, like two guys could. I mean, you could have as much as three, but two of us would sleep Comfort. well up there, and then usually the bottom part. Um, I was usually like Christian's spot or Daniel sometimes, but, um, yeah, so we, uh, man, when we, so, so after we finished sliding and we finally came to a hole, like it literally, like you would think that when it happened, I'd be like looking back right away, whatever. I honestly, it took me, it took me, I'd like talk myself into looking back because I had no idea what. You know what I see? What, what if one, I don't know if one of the guys got sucked out through the window? I don't you didn't know, know what shit. was going on behind you, basically. Like, yeah, and it all happened so fast. Like I, you know, I, yeah. So I remember like once I find once I, like I finally was able to like turn around and see that like everyone just had like just like shock looks on their face. Like it was it was like such a relief, and um, and we had to <laughs> we had to all pile out of the back uh, the back door. That was the only because oh yeah because uh, had to open it up like. Uh, Oh, because you were on the side that had the sliding door that opens. Well, we no, the sliding door was above us. 
Oh, so it landed on like the driver's side door. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. then so okay, and then you couldn't like. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. climb out and just. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, so we all, <laughs> and it's like a random like fact no one cares about. But I was listening I to, huh? I care, Michael. <laughs> I was listening to uh, "Ever Changing" by Rise Against. So I'll always, anytime I hear it, I always think of that. But yeah, that was playing. Um, I think that's that that kind of ties into to everything though because I've personally been with you and seen you when that song has come on. And you've been like, fuck, every time this comes on, I think about the accident or I, oh damn, like it still causes some sort of like weird, like not, it doesn't like stop your life, but it's like some sort of weird trigger, like PTSD moment where you just think about being in, you know, in the van or, or even just in being in the rain and Dude. anything like that, you know? Yeah. The rain, I, I'll get to, I can get to the rain stuff later. All right. So we had to cut away. We had to jump back. What is this? A week later? Two weeks later? Yeah. Two weeks later because we realized uh, that we never went back. <laughs> to the... Missed a couple of things. Yeah, we missed a couple of things. We never went back to the song. We never went back to the uh, the rain and the trauma. Yeah. So, which I'll go through. I'll go through quickly. Um. All right. So I don't. I guess this is in order, but uh. So the song that I was talking about, that Comeback Kid, uh, which shout us out, was GM, uh, Vincent, and I. And uh, it's about being in a in a van accident. Yeah. And uh, it sounds really corny, but I remember the first time he shouted out, like when eyes watered, I was, I was very, like, I don't know, I was moved by it. And also, I probably hadn't really thought much of it yeah. still. Like, I completely kind of blocked it out. Um, so yeah, that was a song, uh, come back kid, shout us out. It was really, really nice of, of Goose to do that. And then, um, another little side note, I, I think we had said, uh, that our last, or that we, we were, we were with come back kid on the accident and we weren't, we were with the greenery. Is that, is that what we said? I don't know. So, <laughs> anyways. So you're, okay. So you were on tour with the greenery and come back kid was the next. Well, yeah. Tour? It, come back kid like- was, it was our last tour. Okay. Sorry. Oh yeah, because there was one more tour in between. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. And then, um, and then just last. Okay, so then, you know, uh, talking about trauma and stuff, and that was the accident was a very traumatic experience for us. Um, just a quick story about it, and just kind of where I'm at now. I still get anxiety when I drive now in the rain. Um, I have been in the snow too. Uh, I think I've been in the snow a couple times. Uh. Just like for Christmas, my family likes to go to the mountains, and um, two of the times it started snowing, and I like clenched up and had a. Do Do you get like full blown like panic attacks or like can like when that when this happens, can people tell? Like, can people around you do they know, or is it more of like a? It's an internal thing. I'd like to think it's an internal thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like um, you're like gritting your teeth and like, yeah, no, like I Arthur think, holding a fist at your side. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think I like I've done I've done well. I just get like super focused. I don't mm. I don't uh, I can't like I haven't like pulled over or anything like that. Like I just kind of I don't know. I just yeah. I I got I just <laughs> try to find something and good is to it, listen to and is it like any inclement weather? Is it like rain, snow? 
Mostly, mostly. I mean, I have to deal with it more, more with rain because it's in California. We, uh, yeah, we, we very get, rarely get snow. We get no snow unless we go to it, which I yeah, which you don't do. I don't do. <laughs> but um, okay. So one of the things was that, uh, so at school we had free um, we had uh, opportunities to get uh, like just to speak to a counselor, therapist for free um, being part of the school, and so I went because I was stressed out. I was like, I got to go. Like I just felt like super anxious. And I was kind of feeling myself spiral. Oh, so this wasn't your therapist. This was just a regular. Oh, I always yeah, thought that school. this was like your. Mm-mm. Okay. And um, and so I went in, and they kind of you know asked you know how I was doing, and um, I went. I was like, it it was. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of been worked up because uh, because uh, it's like raining. And I just I don't like the rain. And then uh, she's, she's like, like, why? Yeah, she's like, oh, what, <laughs> oh, you don't you don't like driving in the rain? I was like. I was like, no, I was like, I was in an accident a couple of years ago and it was in the snow, but I don't know. I just, I feel weird even when it's, when it's raining. And so she's like, okay. She's like, um, and I've been, you know, this is like day two or three of rain. So she's like, have you, have you like, uh, like, so you've been feeling like this like since, since it started raining? Yeah. I'm like, You're like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, but like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not here for that. I'm here for, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to talk about like. Why school is stressing me out. Yeah. And so... Um, we were talking about the real cause of my anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And that's my problem, dude. I feel like whenever I talk to people, I'm like, no, no, I know, I know what I'm feeling. Like, I, yeah. I, know, what, I know what this is. Yeah. It's like a self-diagnosis yeah. type thing. And I'm wrong. Most, like, most, most of the time, because they always bring up something else. And I'm like, oh, that's... Yeah. That sounds like something. That sounds like it's, that's what that is. So, um, yeah. No, we just, so we just talked mostly about that. And... uh that was like my first time really, really being able to really openly share how I felt about the accident and the guilt I felt about the accident. And um, so, can you break that down though? Like, what is wh- why do you feel guilty? Because I don't, I don't think people would really understand why you would feel that way. Well, I just felt guilty because I was the one driving. Okay. You know, it could have very easily happened to any of us. Yeah, because it could have been anybody that was driving that stretch of road. Yeah, and uh, you know, I wasn't driving. Like I like I've driven we've driven in the snow so much and so like I was going to safe speed I right. was keeping up you know with the, there was other cars on the road too and um, I can't remember I think I mentioned it but I mean the car in front of me was a smaller car and they fishtailed super hard like they were sliding yeah. and I saw that so I can I that's when I kind of was like oh sure it's probably like even like go even slower but by then then I felt the van start to start to go so okay honest question and i don't mean this to take away from the accident or anything like that but mm-hmm. who is the worst snow driver and who is the best snow driver in in the van do you consider yourself to be one of the better drivers in <laughs> snow no not at all <laughs> i don't consider myself to be anywhere near like being a good driver <laughs> In my even car, like, even like in, no, like, like not, in my, even in the Camry, you know? no, no, in the Camry, I, I'm, I'm good, okay. I'm fine, okay, totally good. But uh, dude, in the, I would, I would go ahead and say, if all the guys were here, they'd probably vote me as probably the worst. Driver, okay, I would think maybe. Okay, um, definitely, I can't park for shit. Um, man, I was really hoping this would go another way where you're like, oh yeah, I'm one of the best. You know? No, 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 oh, no, man, no, imagine no, no, if no. it was one of the worst guys driving, you know? But no, I think. I don't know, man. It's hard. Because like, I feel like you handled, whenever you tell the story, I feel like you handled it well. Like, obviously, there was an accident, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's sometimes, I mean, that's what it is. It's an accident. Those things happen. 
But I feel like you're telling of the story, like you did a lot of things right. You know what I mean? Even even down to your reaction of like, oh, I should stay away from the window, you know, whatever. And like the just the fact that like if it wasn't for the trailer, you wouldn't have rolled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I I mean I feel like I go back and forth. Like I feel like I'm I I uh I'm like like kind to myself in the sense that like I tell myself like this could have literally happened to any dudes in the guy in right. the van. Um, for the most part, I felt like I did kind of keep my cool. Like I, had the, like I said, I had the presence of mind to not want to get sucked out the window. Uh, I let go of the steering wheel because I was hoping it would it would correct, and then we fucking got hit by our own trailer. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just it. Just, but I guess I I just felt guilty because it's like, you know, it was on it was it was me. I was the one who was driving. We've all driven in ice. Yeah. We've all driven in snow. We've had, I mean we have had one little minor snow. Like a little minor snow accident, which was uh, we're in Canada somewhere, but I don't know. So I just, and also I think the fact that we didn't really talk about it too much. Yeah. And then um, I don't know, just that feeling of like that feeling of sliding. And uh, it's funny because I don't think I've, I don't think I've really like like hydroplaned in in the rain or anything, but like. I have in the past. Maybe I think that might be why. Because I've actually done a three sixty on the freeway, like when I was in a, high, when in I was a in car, high school in right? a car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was because the rain, and because I, yeah. So I wonder, maybe I don't know, maybe it was that. But um, but anyway, so yeah, I went and talked with the, with um, one of the people at the school, and uh, it was just funny because I wanted to talk more about like <laughs> why I wasn't you why your academics. Yeah. <laughs> And like the stresses of that, and they're like, "Yeah, no, you have a heavy workload." Well, what about like, you know? yeah? So I was like, oh. "Like we get it, you got a lot of classes." Yeah, but how uh, about that punk rock song? You know? Yeah. So it was good. That was my. That was just kind of my. Uh... And so now, how I deal with it is, I I basically just you know I just take deep breaths. Um, I just tell myself, uh, actually, not when we were in the we were in the mountains in the snow, like I kind of. I kind of kept telling myself like I'm not in a hurry to wherever I need to be, so I can right. I can drive slow, and that is fine. Like I'm I'm gonna be okay. I've done it before, and uh, you know I just put on some I don't know some Adele, <laughs> <laughs> some Ignite. I don't know something to encourage me. And go, then, go easy on me. Yeah, and uh, and so yeah. So now I just kind of I feel like I I feel like I'm getting better, but I still have that feeling every, every time it's it's raining. And what was the, um, wasn't there a song playing when, when you got in the accident? Yeah. Uh, ever changing from rise against. And don't you have like a weird relationship with that song too? <laughs> yeah. I do. I mean, it takes it. I can't not think of the accident when I, yeah. but then, um, but also part of me, like there's been times where like I'll hear it and like, I'll feel like grateful. Like I'll be like, like that was really bad, but we are, we were all okay. We walked away from, yeah. it. you know, my life changed basically from that moment on um so i don't know i i try i try not to look at it too negative new too negatively now um and that was one of the things i remember uh she was my, the therapist lady was telling me it was like you know uh this this has brought you a lot of good you know not in that you guys are okay like thank you know sorry about your van and yeah. and that you stop you know you know you you lost it sounds like you lost music she's like but think of it as, as like, are you happy where you're at now? Yeah. And I was, you know, I was happy. And 
as much as like how, how, like school was so stressful cause, but it's because I cared so much well yeah because this time around you like you wanted to make it count and yeah. you wanted to succeed and yeah so I definitely think that the accident you know like it <clears throat> obviously while it was like not an ideal situation years later looking at it it was kind of like a a blessing in disguise you know what I mean because I feel like I feel like each one of you guys are in a better place now than you were then. Yeah. Right. And then on top of that, not only are you guys in a better place, you're also like today's Wednesday in two days. Today's Wednesday when, when we're recording this cut in, (laughs) (laughs) in two days, uh, you're releasing like probably one of the best records that you guys have ever put out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and I think like, so, like you know, it's it sucks that it happened, but I feel like we made the best of it. Yeah. But also, um, I completely lost my train of thought. I think it's I think it's interesting also while you try and regain your th- train of thought that you guys never really talked to each other about it. It was just like a that happened. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. What we, I mean. I guess like, what do you what do you say? Now like, I think you... if we sat down, we could have a discussion, you know, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, we didn't, never really talked about it too much. That'd be sick to have a nice little roundtable discussion with everybody about it. I feel like everybody would just be like, "Yeah, it was weird, and we were okay now." So. She, she was crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of been our attitude. I think when we, if it did ever come up, it's just like, "Yeah, dude, it's crazy." Thankfully, we were okay. We were okay. Yeah, and then we kind of move on. Yeah. But, uh, Oh man, what was I gonna say? Oh, okay. So nailed it. Had had it not had the accident not happened, eventually we would have broken up as a band, right? Just because we needed, we just needed, we needed a break, you yeah. know. And who knows if we would have, like, I just had we not had the accident, I just know us, especially at that time, we had a new album coming out. Or it was out. We had a new al- album album out. We were back with Pure Noise. We had some really cool tours lined up. It was going to be impossible to say no. Yeah, and then you it know? would have just led to complete and total exhaustion, complete burnout, burnout. You know, and knowing us, we like, or just knowing myself, like I'm not going to really speak up too hard about it. Like I, I would every now and then I'd kind of say something, but super probably super passive aggressively. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, Martin Martin had quit, like you said. You know, uh, Martin, yeah. Martin had quit. He was he was burned out. I was, you know, I, I when, when he when he told us, like I wasn't even mad at all. I was like, man, fuck, I get it, man. Like I'm, I I still remember, I still remember sitting like we were all at a barbecue, and we're sitting there with Martin and Steve, right? Because Steve was filling in for Martin. Mm-hmm. I think you guys were getting ready to go to Europe. Um, and I remember just this conversation of like almost, almost Martin passing the torch, like Mm. this whole, like, yeah, dude, it's going to be sick. Like, you know, I wish I could go, but you know, it is is what it is type thing. And he was done, dude. Like I believe, I believe Martin when he was done, Mm -hmm. like I, part of me felt felt like, like, like he just needs a break. Yeah. I kind of thought maybe he just needs, he needs time off. I didn't think he should. I quit, but at the same time, I was just like, mm, I get it. I, I think Martin had hit a time, and I can't speak for him, obviously, but I think he had just hit a point in time where he's like, I need to do some shit, like, for me. Yeah. 
you know, I need to, he had, he was working. He, he really liked what he was doing. You know, he was, he kind of had a little bit of a home life experience mm-hmm. and he's just like, I, I like, <laughs> I like having a couple bucks in my pocket and you know, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. So it, uh, it was, it was good. Cause I feel like it would have gotten, you know, it, I think it would have gotten kind of ugly. Yeah. Cause I feel like, uh, and this way we had, we had an out, you know, and everybody un- under- <laughs> understood like, yeah, go ahead, take some time off. And, um, had we not, I think it would have, we would have broken up and I, and then this wouldn't be happening the way it's happening now. Cause I feel like we've all been like, no, nah, we're done. Like, yeah, like, fuck no bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> do like I could just, I could do something else. I can, yeah. you know, <clears throat> so but yeah, I think that's it as far as the, sick okay should we do so before we leave here right now we kind of want to want to let you guys make the decision do you like this room better or do you guys like the table oh yeah because we don't know we don't know yet we we're figuring it out this was the, <laughs> this was originally where, where we were going to do yeah, it. this is the original idea and then we scrapped it but then i don't know it's kind of comfortable yeah. <laughs> uh let us know and then uh we'll see you in part two but yeah so we we all, we all climb out the back and then kind of just like, I don't know, I guess it's funny now, but as we're, as like the last of us is getting out of the van, then we see the highway, uh, road cleaner or whatever it's called, the plow, <laughs> the, the plow. highway plow go by and we're like, oh, cool. Wait, they didn't even stop for you? No. <laughs> uh, one car did, right? Yeah, one car did. Or I mean, I think maybe it had two by then, but yeah, one car kind of saw it all happen and was like stoked that we were okay. And, um, so yeah, so we, we, uh, we had to, we were able to get the van towed and then, um, the trailer, I don't even think we attempted to try to move it. We just took everything out of it. So the trailer was just left. Yeah. The trailer was done, but it protected everything. All our gear for the most part was fine. Have you guys ever gone back to that stretch of road since? Mm-mm. We haven't toured. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Or I mean, or even just, uh. Yeah, I don't. I haven't been through Lagrange, Oregon. <laughs> but would it be weird if we go do like a mobile podcast on? The spot? <laughs> just just sit right there. Dude. Maybe the trailer's still there. You know who knows? Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> but yeah, our trailer definitely like sacrificed itself because all our, I think yeah, all our gear was fine, right? For the most part, yeah. And then we just put it all in the van. That's crazy. And then when we still drove the van home. Yeah. The. So driving, driving back was rough because we were, uh, is that the dog? Yeah. You have to ignore the dogs. Uh, I think the neighbors are fighting in the front yard. We live in the hood. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? All right. Um, and, uh, I remember like we had to, well, first off we went and got pizza. Like once we were able to start driving, we got, uh, pizza just so that we can use the boxes to tape up the whole left side of our van because all those windows were out basically remember that that's right (laughs) yep and um and so and because obviously you know this is the middle of winter and it's like freezing um i think we got we went to uh we went to like a like a auto place and we 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 were missing our rear view mirror and so the only thing we could find was a big old like bus uh rear view mirror mm. and we like kind of like taped it to like the side is so it was like one of those, oh, those right. like, special yeah. like 
single <laughs> leg left handed mirror. That's right. It was rough. And so, you know, but uh, the van ran. I think they, I think they, the, when they towed it, they, they deemed it as being uh, totaled. Okay. And so we, I don't think we technically could drive it, but I think we were able to convince them to let us take it. You're like, do we have no other choice? Yeah, we, yeah. we, yeah, we really didn't. Like, unless we would have like missed out on our flights and that would have delayed, you know, that would, it would have just been like a big headache. But thankfully they let us go. Um, I remember, I think Christian was just kind of like, well, it can't drive. Yeah. And the guy's like, well, yeah, but you know, you don't know. You could have a, yeah. something, you know. We wouldn't recommend it, but like, yeah, it will, it will go. Yeah. And so it was, you know, that was good enough. And so we're like, well, let's, let's just see. And because we didn't have our trailer, so now we had to have all our gear, which thankfully we, we, I think we were sharing, sharing gear, were we? Or do we have all all our gear? We didn't have all of our gear. I think we were sharing some stuff, but we still had a lot of stuff. So we had to fit everything in the van now. So, um, which you know, normally sounds like a nightmare, but like after you've had that experience, I remember not complaining too bad about having to sit up the whole time, like holding like, you know, one of Martin's drums or something or like a head. Right. Whatever it was. Because you didn't have enough space to store everything. Mm-hmm. So everybody's kind of hanging on to a, something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the, the drive home was rough, but we made it home. And I think we had, I want to say we had like less than 24 hours of being home. Right. To like shower, do laundry. And then pack up for like a three week European tour. But um but yeah, we made it home and we got everything done that we needed to, and then we were on a flight to the UK. So Jesus. That was our last to start our last European tour. Yeah. Um and then who was the European tour with? The European tour was so sick. It was with Funeral for a Friend. It was, it was their headliner. Okay. And then the most of the European dates were, uh, or actually it wasn't, it was, I think it was half and half, right? Fjord did the uh, first half and the Creeper did the last half. Yeah. Or vice versa. But, um, Fjord and Creeper were on it. And, uh, and so it was, it was nice. It was actually really cool because we don't do really well in the UK. And we're barely growing in Europe. And so this was nice to have come back and like we were seeing like actually seeing like familiar faces because we had done Never Say Die. Right. And that did a lot for us. That was really helpful. And so it was cool. It was it was was such a fun tour. And I think like I talk like I speak for myself on this. I'm sure Martin, Martin had probably similar thing. But I remember for me like. I didn't, it's not that I, it's not that I was like, oh, I know, like, we're not, we're not going to tour again. We're never coming back. I don't think my attitude is, I think my attitude was more, I was just like, I'm happy to be here because like, I don't know if I'll ever come back. Like, right. not as in like, I thought like, oh, we're going to take a hiatus or we're going to break up or whatever. I don't know why, but I just remember thinking like, I'm going to enjoy this. Cause like, I don't know, this could be taken from me or, or, uh, we almost missed it or I don't know. I just felt like that was the most, that's probably one of the most like, like present do you feel like maybe it was like a, um, like a you'd started to take this for granted type thing? Maybe. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, I, I want to say like we never took anything for granted, but like. I, I just mean, no, I mean like just being on the road all the time. Yeah. That in general, like, all right, this is life. We just have to tour again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it was definitely like, a, 
like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I guess. I was just, yeah, I just felt like super present. I, I was grateful. I felt super grateful for like everything. Um, like anything like that would have, uh, I think, you know, maybe normally like bugged me or upset me. Like I remember just being like so okay with like everything. Um, I felt like it was just a good vibe with everyone. You know, it was kind of, I think it was kind of a weird at first, but I feel like, I don't know. I just felt super grateful. I just felt like, and also it made it, it was it was easy to feel that way with how cool everyone from everyone on the tour was. Even, even our, our, our little crew that we took with us, we had our buddy Hunter who filmed it. Yeah. And then we had our buddy, buddy, uh, uh, Merton who did sound. And then our buddy Tomas mm-hmm. who drove for us. And, um, <laughs> I, when he, so our first day there, we get there and it, of course, it's, you know, it's like wintertime in, in Europe and it starts snowing and we were driving and, uh, and Tomas is like, he's like, guys, I was born in the snow. We're fine. Like, he's like, I, <laughs> like you could totally tell you guys were just in an accident. Cause I guess we were all like looking out like the window yeah. cause it was like starting to everyone, everybody's sketched out. Everybody's kind of nervous about what's going on. Yeah. But it was, it was cool. Everyone was, it was such a fun tour. It was, you know. Uh, a little different from the Never See Die tour, but um, I don't know. It just felt like a nice. It just felt like like for everything we had been through, it just it just felt like such a nice tour to 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 do and and to to almost like walk away from at the time. It was it was kind of like a kind of a good thing to end on or walk out on. You know? Yeah, like I felt okay. I think after that, and I feel like that was also probably one of the first times where I think the thought of like. Like we always talked about a break. Mm-hmm. I actually I'll let Martin talk about his part on this on the break. Like we were so burnt out. Yeah. Like that's the other thing too. We were so incredibly like we we're so burned out. And honestly, like it wasn't gonna slow down for us. We our album had just come out. Yeah. This you know? was, this is this essentially a reset on everything that you've been doing because new record, new promotion, new tours. Yeah. And so Well, I keep looking at the camera because I think we're about to hit our thirty minutes. Hold on one second. Okay. So yeah, just kind of, and so like I was saying, like we we were we were about to go, like you know we're we're about to hit it hard again, you know. And I think this, the accident, and then I think just being on being in Europe, literally away from everyone, I think was the first time, even for myself, where I was just like, I think it was the first time for all of us. Like, we were all kind of like uttering like we should take a break. Well, you also like in between something that traumatic i guess is the proper word like in between something crazy like that you didn't even get a chance to go home and be with like loved ones and you know hang out with your friends like sure. like those thoughts all go through your head like oh shit am i not gonna see my my homies anymore am i gonna see my mom anymore am i not gonna see family you know whatever the case may be and you guys were like the goal was just to limp the van to the airport essentially and then yeah. get on a flight you know and that's and something that uh, one of our friends from uh, Germany had said, and I, I, I hadn't even thought of this that way until he said it. I was like, oh, yeah. He said that, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, I remember me and my friends were worried that you guys were going to drop off the tour. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, oh yeah, like, I guess we could have. <laughs> he didn't even think that was an option. Yeah, it wasn't an <clears throat> option. You know, like you said, we, you know, yeah, I, got, I went home. I got to see, you know, I got to see like my immediate family and stuff, but like, and then it was just kind of like, all right, cool. Like now back on, let's yeah. go back, mm-hmm. back on, uh, back on tour. But I was, I was going to say Martin should kind of can go into more. So about the whole, like, you know, burnout, burnout. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, at that time, like me personally, I, I was burned out. Like I was fucking tired. Uh, that sentence failed tour that the band did. I, I didn't do that tour because I was like, I, I'm oh, fucking fact, tired. Steve, Steve <clears throat> filled in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our buddy Steve filled in for me. <clears throat> but um, yeah. So when that, like, once that happened, I was like, all right, well. You know, I think we should just fucking chill for a while and just do regular things, <laughs> you know. And it's good. It's been good, you know. It, 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 um, it was weird at first. Yeah. Because all we did was tour, you know, band, band it, this, band that all the time. And it's kind of like the, we had like the best problem, you know. We had, we had almost like too good of a team around us. Yeah. 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 Like to keep – we. we like we got what we asked for, and it was like we're like, oh, we want to be on the road all the time, and so we want to make this a career. Yeah, which was the, yeah, and you know, every, everyone part of our team was able to make that happen for us, and then <laughs> it was just it was too much. But um, yeah. So we so so uh so at the end of that tour, um, so that I think during that tour was when uh the, kind of the first time we had actually ever really been like. We should we should maybe take a break, you know, yeah. like maybe like a, you know, like a like what <laughs> sounds sounds so like, like I don't know like a month or two months or something like that, like which <laughs> sounded so crazy for us because we'd never took breaks. It did, yeah. As as long as, I mean, I've known you longer, but as long as I've known Martin, it's been like, all right, cool. Like I'll, I'll see you in four four months, yeah. or like uh, all right, cool. Yeah. Like <laughs> sick. I'll see you in you know. Well, I'll see it, you in six months, or like I'll Facetime you from London, you know, yeah. stuff like that. You know, so. And if we did have a break, our breaks were always around writing or recording. Yeah, and those aren't those aren't if we really tour, breaks. It's not really home break. and just wrote, yeah. wrote and wrote, made a record, and we would tour again. Yeah, so that, that was our thing. That's all we did. Mm. Um, so, so, okay. So then, so after that tour, we come home and then we have, uh, we had, it was like a little over, maybe I think a little over a week. We had some shows with, uh, comeback kid. It was a comeback kid headliner. And then, um, who the greenery was on it. I'm, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't remember what the other bands were. It was a fun, it was a fun tour. It was really short. This was after Europe. Mm-hmm. It was after Europe. And so... Was there any break time in between those two tours? Or was this... You came over from Europe, like, hung out for a couple of days and then went back out? Uh, I don't remember there being, like, a long break in yeah, between. Yeah, it wasn't long. It, if anything, like, maybe, like, at most, yeah. like, maybe two weeks or something. Maybe. And so we had... <laughs> so then we started... We do the Comeback Kid tour. And the shows are awesome. They're fun. And, and again, we're... I think... You know, speaking for myself, I remember thinking on the, on the comeback kid tour, this is really cool. Um, I'm happy that I'm doing this, but I'm, I, I think I'd be okay if like I was if we were to step away or like if we took a longer break, right? And uh, mind, you, so we didn't we didn't have a van at that point because we had a salvager van, I think, and um, and so we we uh, we shared a van with the greenery. Which was fine. It was, it was actually really fun. You know, we we were all cramped together, but we love those dudes. And so, once we were once that tour was like winding down, we had had 
uh, uh, the South by So What Festival in Texas, which is only like a couple, I think it was like, close, like a couple days later, right? Yeah, I think so. Because it's still in March. Yeah. Jeez. So then we, <laughs> then we, it's, it's, it's like, this is all within like a two month uh, period, basically <laughs> a three month period. Yeah. But what's funny is like, you know, a year before that, it, this craziness was just like, yeah. Yeah. That's what we did. Not a big deal. Yeah. You didn't think twice about it until after. Mm-mm. And, and so, so we, uh, so after the, at the end of the comeback kit tour, I remember we finally were like, uh, and we never cancel shows ever. We never cancel. And we were like, we should probably not do these shows because you have to like figure out, you know, it was like, I think as we were like trying to like talk about it, we were trying to figure out like, okay, well we can drive there with this band and then we can drive back with this band and then we can borrow gear from this band. You know what I mean? It just, it It seems like a logistical nightmare. Yeah, it was. And, and so, you know, again, it had, we had a trailer and, and van, you know, it's, I'm sure we could have probably done it. But I think it was good that we didn't, and we really had, like, uh, you know, we could really truly voice our, our uh, you know, our want of wanting to take a break, you know. And at first, I feel like everybody was really cool with it, um, but it was one of those things where, like, I like I get it from, like, the label standpoint, I get it from man- from management standpoint, everyone else, like... We had just had our album come out. Right. We had just invested in a bunch of stuff as far as like merch, um, you know, just all stuff to get to get ready for the next year of touring. And so for us to for us to be like, hey, can we take like, can we take a couple months off? It was a huge ask. It was a huge ask, and they were everyone was like cool with it, and I think everyone thought kind of like kind of like how we thought too. Like I thought like maybe like. A month. Yeah, I remember thinking like, "Hey, if we ask for like, if we ask for six, maybe we'll get four months. Or if we ask for four <laughs> months, maybe we'll get two months." So shoot for shoot for higher, yeah. than have them tell you no. Or? Yeah, like I remember, I remember like having that kind of like thought. And I don't know, I don't know if I had that conversation with Christian or who who I talked with, but anyway, so we I, I forget what we had asked for, and uh, and they, they, everybody was like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, we'll we'll take a break and we'll revisit it." And I remember, you know, we like within within a month into our break, you know, we all we all all of a sudden, you know, we're getting like, hey, you know, we have this tour coming up, you know, so and so with this band, and it it just became a. uh, I should probably turn this off. I just I I remember at that time that that like, you know, one of us would be hanging out and there'd just be like an email or a message or something that would come through like, oh, we got offered this tour or. Oh shit! They're they're offering us this tour, you know. And then I remember thinking like, some of these tours are insane. Like some of these tours, like I, we won't name bands, but some of them are like, what the fuck, man? We can't say no to this. But at the same time, you guys were also like, there's there's like peace in being home and taking like a a, it, a break, you know. That was the hard part. Is like we had just began to get like so many good tours. Yeah, and. We didn't do any, <laughs> and then started getting like, like legit guarantees, legit paid, you know, for shows and stuff. And then it's like, well, <laughs> well, and, and this is why, like, you know, I don't like to, like, I don't want to, like, ever really, like, you know, like badmouth Christian, you know, for him when he, like, for leave because he left years later. But you know, Christian was the financial side of our band. 
Yeah. So he saw the money. The money was always in front of him. So he he'd see that. And so Christian, for for what's worth, Christian, if you do happen to end up watching this, Christian was always the businessman. Yeah. yeah. He would even and, businessman us as friends, just be like, oh well, this is what it is. This is you know. And he'd be like, Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. If, dude, if it wasn't like and I've I've said this before for other things, like if it wasn't for Christian and it was left up to me, like no bra- no bragging wouldn't wouldn't have gone anywhere. <laughs> like, I'm just I'm not that guy. And I always appreciate uh, at least for myself personally, the like a lot of the burden Christian took. Yeah, I it just allowed me to just be be the vocalist, you know, and then talk for you know about whatever, you know, whatever like you basically the easy stuff. Like yeah, I mean, like he made he made life for me very very easy, and so I understand for him like he he's the one that people would contact for like hey you know this isn't paid off yet when when are you guys yeah. going back on the tour. Or like, hey, this tour would make sense for you guys, you know, hey, you know. And so I imagine that was difficult for him because um, he's the one who has to see all that. You know, he was he was like, uh, you know, we had Jason as our as our manager for the band, but Christian was kind of like our in-house like managers, like spokesman for that stuff. Right. And so, yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was hard to walk away because, like I said, he he saw the money, and then we were at a point where we were actually finally starting to do well, you know, for ourselves. And, right, right. You know, like literally, what we had worked really, really hard to get to, we were finally, we were finally getting there. And then we were like, we need a break. <laughs> like we need to, like we need to chill. And, and it's it's also not an easy thing to walk away from when this is what you've been working for for so long. I mean, like some people may not realize that. No bragging rights to start in the nineties, you know, like you, you started this band in the nineties and then it's been going ever since. So it's, it's been definitely like a really long road that, you know, became what it was. And it had seen so many different phases and so many different, you know, styles and, and so much different life. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was finally getting, you know, the tours were getting, you know, Tours were, were tours are getting really cool, really cool, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> and and I think you know, and also around that time, so I th- uh, kind of like Martin was saying how like you know when we took the break, it was good for us to kind of just find other things to do, you know, um, kind of you, you even a couple years before that, maybe like a year or two before that, uh, I I had been working at a coffee shop just so that I could have something to do in between tours. And because it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, um, what's it called? It's a, uh, small local business. And they let me leave. They let me come and go as I wanted. Let me work as much or as little as I wanted. And it was nice. It was nice to have something to do because what a lot of people may not realize, you know, unless you're doing really, really well in your band and you can like not work, then like, then you're, you know, good for you. You're chill. You can have, you have a spot and you have, you're, you're taken care of. But like, we weren't making that kind of money. And so like when we're home, it's really hard to find work in between tours. Especially somebody that will allow you to kind of come and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that will, you know, understand why you're doing what you're doing or understand that you're not just like, oh, I just don't want to work. Like, yeah. actually, it, I want to work as much as possible. Yeah. Home, you know? <laughs> who, who, who wants to ha- who wants to rely on someone or have someone where it's like, hey, like, yeah. I'm here for two weeks, but then I'm going to be gone for all summer, basically. I'll be back. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely think that that's, 
I mean, as you'll kind of like figure out later on down the line, like that was more, that became more of a family than a job because, you know, even to this day, there's, I mean, we're, for what it's worth, we're there every weekend (laughs) together drinking coffee. So it's like daily brew coffee house. I even shout them out on the new, the new EP. Shout out daily brew. (laughs) Um, and for, and so also like what Mike was saying about working there, you know, I'd, I'd been there for about maybe a year and a half. Uh, and I, it was around like, thanks. Oh, actually, no, I can, I can probably almost say when it was around October of like 2014 when I remember I was starting to really make connections with my coworkers. Right. And it's something I never really had like that in such a long time. And it was nice cause I was starting to get a feel of like actually being home now, you know? And I was kind of really missing that cause like it's, you know, touring, touring is cool. Like playing, you know, playing different States is cool. Playing with all these bands is rad. Like that's, it's fun being on stage performing that never got old to me. That was always fun to do. It's all the other stuff. It's missing birthdays. It's, it's like, it's, I had cousins, like I've said this on other stuff, but like I literally had, had a cousin who was like, what, like 14 when I left and he was basically done with college by the time I was done touring. And so oh, I yeah. missed all that, you know, like I missed, I miss stuff like that. And so I was also starting to really make an effort to like reconnect with like family, like my cousins and stuff. And, and like really, you know, make, make the effort to, you know, connect with my coworkers. So it, I remember it was starting to even get harder to leave for tour. Because you didn't want to leave what you had. Yeah. Cause yeah. it was actually, you know, I was actually like, you know, I was actually missing like people back home. And it sounds weird, like no offense to like you, Mike, but like friends like that I've known you, like you, you guys for a long time. You, it's like we've been doing this for like eight years, so it's yeah. like not really a big deal. And so I don't know, but it, I, but it was just like I had my family and a group of people that you know I don't didn't really make uh, those solid connections, and I and I was really wanting that. And so I think there's something to say too. Sorry to cut in. I think there's something to say about the fact that like, especially when you talk about let's see the coffee shop. These were friends, like as, as close as we all are, you know, a lot of us became friends because of music. I mean, you know, some of us met playing in bands, you know, whatever the case may be. And yeah, like you, you become really close friends. You become, you know, like, like family with people like that. But then when you have somebody that's completely outside of what you do, right? Like somebody that's never like that knows nothing about sleeping in a van or that knows nothing about being on the road or having to like not shower for four days, you know, wear the same shirt on stage for four days, you know, like when you get people that don't know that, that become close to you, it's a different thing because they're not like, they're not going to come turn around and talk to you about like, dude, like, uh, (laughs) Hey man, did you hear him fuck up that riff yesterday? Or like, they're not going to talk to you about things like that. It's going to be like normal every day. Like. Hey man, did you see his shoes the other day? Like, you know, or just that, stupid it's just like, shit. You know, you, or you like, you know, it's, it's, you know, obviously we love music, but it's like, you literally talk when you're on tour. It's, yeah. You talk about the same thing, same bands. Like, yeah, it's true. It's like, we all know these guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they put out an album. It's sick. It's cool. You know, and, and, and like what you said, like it was nice. Like I never, unless anyone asked me, I never talked about, and I never talked about nobody. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like there was people at my coffee shop. So I just recently, like, I guess in the last couple of months, I, I had my last day there and I worked there for eight years. There's people. Really you didn't have your last day there. <laughs> there every day since. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
like there's people that have been regulars at the co- that coffee shop that had no they still have no idea that I'm in a band or I was in a band that toured like that and stuff like there, I have regulars and it was funny because towards like there's like there's moments where like every now and then somebody would find out or they'd ask questions or something because I, I never went out of my way to tell people oh I was in a touring band and so it was always interesting to like have those conversations with customers um because you know you especially like regulars like i've some people i've seen them more than like anyone in my life you yeah i mean it's because like they're literally there every morning so yeah it's just nice to have that like complete break and just talk about different things and just be a normal person for a yeah. while yeah like no no quote-unquote rock star stuff <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it's not you know it's not even really like that. Yeah, yeah. but it it's just it's just so it's just nice to not do that. Like I remember, uh, especially in those first couple months, for sure. Like I'm, I was like, I was like hounding down like my cousins to go like watch movies with them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just stuff like that. It was like fun. Like or I wanted to do. I think I think I feel like I started to do karaoke more. I don't know. Just things you can't do when you're home watching movies. Oh, we were saying, I was saying how, like, I don't think I've missed opening a weekend movie of, you know, like a movie that I've wanted to see since we stopped touring. Like, I'm, yeah. that's like my thing. I love movies. So, so then for Martin, what's changed for you essentially since this, this short break <clears throat> that was only supposed to be like, what, a month or two became two months two months then became essentially um seven years <laughs> well six years you work on the record for about a year now yeah sure i don't know um i started to work at the print shop that made our merchandise and then that's where i learned how to print and that's why I, I guess got my start in the career that i have right now so that's Screen pretty cool you know i enjoy it i think i'm pretty good at it i don't know um just doing that and then i had the opportunity to like start other bands um i helped start this band with our buddy john who was in the greenery and dan who was also in the greenery and tank who was in riding out um and at first we were called bloom but uh that's we right. we had to change the name, so then it became it became a slow trip. Cooler name. So that was super fun. <clears throat> um, and then I started this other band called Cross Control um, with some mutual friends of a coworker, and uh, yeah, you know, just been doing that. Um, I moved out of state for about a year, and then I came back. So. Uh, yeah, you know, just been kind of doing regular life stuff. It's been nice, you know. Yeah. But of course, I I I it, I, I can't not play music. So right. Well, that I mean, you know, I, I I it goes I, to show I, by the like eighteen other bands that you started in the past yeah. seven years. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I've I tried to be very involved still, and yeah, you know, I'm glad that I have been because. You know, it's been it's a it's a been a huge part of my life. So it's it's too weird to not 
to not do it. Yeah. Like when, you know, I have like my little notes here for like the big things that I've done since touring. And it's, you know, working at the coffee shop and then basically uh, coaching high school baseball and then going back to school. And those, like, if I were to tell myself, like, hey, this is what you're going to be doing for the next six years. Yeah. I would have been like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, coaching high school, high school baseball. So for, <laughs> to give a little bit of weird backstory, <laughs> I, I moved back to California in 2005. Um, and I went to uh, a school out here. We don't, even, we don't have to name it. I went to a school out here. Small and. School. And I was uh, throwing a baseball with my cousin and him and I were just throwing a ball in the backfield after school, waiting for a ride or something like that. It was, it was my technically my senior year of high school. And, um, and this guy walks up to me and goes, Hey man, you're not from around here. Are you? And I was like, is this some weird gang shit? Like what's, <laughs> what's going on? And it was Mike. Um, and I guess, so it was some weird gang. Yeah, shit. Yes. So some weird gang shit. <laughs> so, so I guess like, uh, he had seen that I had had, um, my, like at the, it was a private school, so I couldn't wear my earrings to school and I had my ears gauged and he saw that and then saw me also throwing a baseball and tried to recruit me to play on the baseball team essentially. Um, so I've known Mike essentially since 2005, 2006, First as my baseball coach, and then later on through music and touring and, you know, just being friends and playing shows and stuff. But so you were already coaching. Like, I guess all that is is that you were already coaching baseball while you were in, in NBR mm -hmm. and while you guys were touring and while you guys were starting to get on the road. Because I remember both of my younger cousins played on the teams after I had been gone and graduated. Yeah. And, you know, they would – it's funny because – you know, Philip refers to you as Mikey and then Nathan refers to you <laughs> as coach Mikey. So it was like, Oh, coach Mikey's gone again, or he's here, whatever the case may be, you know? Um, so you were still like in and out of the, of coaching. And then what was that transition? Like when you came back home and then you were just like, all right, cool. I'm going to coach full time. Yeah, so, so during, so for when, so that during that time, like 2005 ish, when I was helping or I was coaching, then my brother was the head coach for the baseball team. And so I could just show up and, you know, if I was home from tour, I could, I would help out. And I was, I was like super invested in it. I love coaching. And so I, I did that until 2011. Uh, basically when my, when my brother, my, my brother, um, my brother's a pastor and he, he went to, uh, he went to preach at a church in Escondido. So he left the area. And so, um, and I was, NBR was already starting to like, pick up a little bit more so I, I couldn't take over the team um I was just there as kind of like an assistant and I could come in and come and go as I pleased and so I I stepped away from coaching and then when uh when MBR went on there when we went on our break um it's I feel like actually yeah so I feel like okay so our our show our tour ended with the greenery in like the middle of March right like, was it your birthday? March fifteenth was my birthday, so that was like that might have been the last day. The, the last show. day. Actually, it is. I have it in my notes. March fifteenth, <laughs> last show to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So middle March. Okay. So then, so that was that was our last time. That was our last like you know time touring with MBR, 
And then we, you know, really quickly kind of realized we're not going to do these Texas shows. And so I remember when we canceled the Texas shows, we canceled it. We canceled the shows and we canceled them saying like, we're taking time off. Like we're going to be whatever, two months to three months, whatever it is, like we're taking time off. And I like, I know this sounds like really convenient, but like literally the day that we had sent the email, like, Hey, we're canceling and we're going to take time off. Like that day that I sent that email, I got a phone call from my old high school and they needed a head coach. And I'd never, I'd never taken over a team like as a head coach before. And so he had asked me and I don't know, cause I was just like coming off of like not knowing how to feel of like officially being like, Hey, we're taking an actual break. And you know, that I said yes to like <laughs> coach a high school team immediately, immediately didn't know any of the kids I hadn't coached in about, you know, whatever, four, five years, four years, whatever it was. Um, and so that became a big part of my time off was I was finally able to, um, to do even that coach in a different way. I'd never been a head coach before. Um, and I loved it. I loved, it's a small school. Um, but it was a high school team. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved it. That became, you know, I like to, I like to pack my schedule. And so I was working at the coffee shop and then I was coaching. Uh, and then that like summer is when I decided I wanted to also back, go back to school. So my, that would become like my life. The next, uh, couple years would be, it would become working at the coffee shop part-time coaching high school baseball and then going to school and uh going to school was um that was that started off very uh going you know going to the you know mental health which is something i you know through touring i became really passionate about um and so i just wanted to learn more about mental health so i took psychology classes uh, I took every psychology psychology class I could take at RCC, which is our local Riverside Community College. And so, um, and then when I was doing that, that kind of led into, uh, you know, they asked you know, if I wanted to speak to a counselor. And I think I went like a full year of going there and just being like, no, I'm good. I'm just taking classes. No, I'm just going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'm just going to take classes that just sound interesting to me. And so like, I remember I took like, I took like uh, two philosophy classes, which I loved. I took a, I took a couple of sociology classes. And so finally, um, finally, like I went and talked to a, a counselor at the school just to kind of see, you know, check in on my grades. Um, not very exciting, but like I never cared for school ever. And I made really half-assed attempts, uh, to go back to school, like, um, before touring or any, any of this stuff. I didn't care for school. I was basically going so that I could like stay on my parents' insurance. That's why I went. It's very motivating the kids, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I didn't care. And so I had all these awful grades because I would literally, I had a friend that worked in the office and she was the one who told me like, yeah, you know, after this many days is, uh, it's, you show up on the, on your, on the insurance. And so I, and so she told me the day and I would know, okay, got to keep going to school till that day. And then when that day came, I'd leave. I never went back. So I just drop out. Hey guys, thank you so much for checking out that first episode. Uh, the part two of this episode, uh, I finished talking about basically schooling and then, uh, where, uh, where we are now and I, and, and how, uh, how NBR got started up again. So 
thank you for checking checking this out and uh, hopefully see you in the next episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.